time to bear down. Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hello. Hey there. <laughs> you are, did I say hey bear? I hope so. I don't think you did, but <laughs> that's that pretend I did. <laughs> you are listening to New Release, a TV and occasionally movie podcast where each week we watch something new and then decide if we want more, more, yeah. more, more. This is episode 170. Pretty Oof. good. Pretty, yeah, yeah not too shabby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And um, before we reveal what is always very apparent from the name of the episode, let's talk about previously on new release. Um, I'm going to talk about The Idol. Don't you worry, Ashley. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> the Idol wrapped up its ignominious um, five-episode run this past Sunday to pretty tepid reaction like it's been getting all year. But Perfect. I have some, I have some thoughts on it, and then um, other than that, we've been watching. We've been talking about Black Mirror. You you gave up on Platonic um, and, and um, frustration with Seth Rogen's character, yep. which makes me which makes me want to watch it more a little bit. <laughs> and but I haven't yet. So um, anyway, have you watched um, any more Black Mirror? No, I'm not. Okay, so at some point you will watch Beyond the Sea. And we'll talk about the Josh Hartnett, Aaron Paul episode. Um, that's a really interesting one, as I mentioned last week. Um, I haven't watched any. I haven't watched Righteous Gemstones for a couple weeks, so no need to give weekly updates on that. But any anything you want to get off your chest before we talk about the idol? Uh, hmm. Cake kids I don't making think so. cakes. I will. Oh yeah, I actually did watch a different cake show. <laughs> Cake update. Cake update, real quick. It's really dumb show. It's terrible. It's called Is It Cake? But if you only watch five minutes of it where they like show like what they create, that's what I do. So I watch the whole season in about 30 minutes because I just wanted to see what they created and if they fooled the judges. And then I turned it off. I'm going to go to the next episode. So just a little mini clip for me because it's really impressive what they do, but I don't care about the show enough to watch the whole thing. Is that a show that came from the meme or the meme came from the show? I think the show came from the meme. Right. Because this was like a pandemic meme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, People were making really elaborate cakes. And yeah, basically you could get the entire experience you're describing in an Instagram post. Yeah. So Uh. that's what I'm doing. Essentially, (laughs) is like watching a quick quick little video instead of like the whole 35 minute episode or whatever. Although, I mean, obviously it is cool to see i mean maybe it gets repetitive but it is crazy probably to see everything that goes into making them so photorealistic yeah it's imp- i mean it's really impressive i just um yeah don't care about the entire build up for it or who goes home or anything i just want to see what they create right so you're just <laughs> cutting to the chase yeah ex- nice cutting to the what, cake sure what uh network is that on platform nah, netflix figures yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did finish the idol and oh, man. it um did someone there's die? some twist. Yeah, well no um <laughs> no, no one died. Oh, and okay. uh we're gonna spoil it. I'm gonna spoil it because 
I'm pretty confident that anyone there, this show definitely has its defenders, but I'm pretty sure anyone that cares about spoilers watch the finale. And if you don't, if you, no one's waiting to watch the show. <laughs> We're not going to convince anyone to watch it. I feel like the show was, is going to just like come and go and, and, and kind of just disappear out of existence. And that's fine. Um, the big twist in the final episode, which, you know, kind of comes out of nowhere because maybe they reshot the whole series and had to abbreviate, take some shortcuts. So it turns out. To some extent, they want you to believe Jocelyn was manipulating the weekend's character all mm-hmm. along and like getting what she wanted out of him, pretending. I don't know if you you I don't think you even got to the point where he like beats her with a, a hairbrush that supposedly her mom used to abuse her and yep. like to draw, you know, inspiration out of her. She, he basically, you know, like is you know abusing and manipulating her but they want you to think by the end of the the final episode that this was maybe her like master plan and if it wasn't her master plan it's certainly her plan now because it in the series ends with her at sofi stadium being filmed um during a week a show that the weekend was putting on so there's like a real 70,000 person crowd there. Oh wow. <laughs> so she brings him up on stage mm. and and introduces him as her, you know, lover to the world, the person who helped her get through all this and then she's like, "Okay, now you can go stand over there." <laughs> <laughs> she's and, and she's already like taken all of his she's basically like taken over his cult. Like all mm. this happens in the course of the first couple minutes of this episode, there's just a, a light switch turn, which the way it plays out in the episode is more like she just realized everything in the previous episode that he was doing that, that um, the girl that like was in her was a backup dancer for her, that they give her song to basically like spills the beans that, that the weekend was, was like seeking Jocelyn out. And, it seems more like she's just acting out of like jealousy and all of a sudden now she's not interested in him because she realizes what he was doing. But mm. the episode also tries to like um, project on top of that, that she had some master plan all along and, and she was cool. <laughs> lying about the hairbrush because he's like, isn't this the, this is the hairbrush that your mother beat you with. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, it's brand new. um so that's like the big reveal yeah oh my gosh crazy Um, and then there the other reveal is that like um all of her her managers and the sycophants in her life the live nation eli roth dude her Mm -hmm. her record label manager and then hank azaria's character are all just like gloating about how they they got the rolling stone person to write this um expose about tedros tedros and it like is gonna bury his like well he doesn't have a career it's gonna just right. like expose all the can't DJ um, anymore the thing yeah exactly expose everything he's been doing um and they're like gloating and and just being really gross about it which is fine you know we're not supposed to they ba- we basically start feeling bad for the Tedros character because he's like um skulking around the stadium 
and but he does have a pass to get in which he's like once he gives his real name um there's an artist pass so the the twist on top of the twist is just that like jocelyn actually is you know brings him up on stage like i said and so they're all disgusted that like they had they instead of like paying him off he didn't take the money and instead of killing him or something which they kind of like allude that they might allude to maybe wanting to do at some point they just use you know um hit journalism to get him out of her life Mm -hmm. but little do they know she actually wants him in her life so that she can you know use him to draw new material out of herself and then the other thing that i brought up a couple times um that's that's his one redeeming quality as a artist or handler or whatever mm-hmm. is his ability to find these damaged people that are super talented and, and kind of bring them in under his control. And now they're under her control and they're her opening act. So, huh. so and, yeah, I, I would say, so with all that said, yep. Did you watch the whole first season? I don't know if there'll be a second one. Probably not. Probably but not. would you recommend it to people to watch? Um, no, not really. I mean, the <laughs> there were moments of of cinematic, um, uh, real like cinematic beauty in the mm-hmm. in the filmography, as you saw in the first episode. Yeah. There were moments of intrigue, plot wise. Uh, the weekend's performance doesn't really make any more sense after this twist because he did legitimately get all these other people under his control and, and power based on some kind of some kind of appeal um (laughs) even if jocelyn knew what she was doing allegedly the whole time so no i would say overall it's a pretty big flop i want it to be a like interesting um five hour music uh um conceptual like music video or something but the music Mm -hmm. moments are either not good or too fleeting when when they are good i want to play one little soundbite from um Susanna's son, I think, is her name. Let me confirm that. I don't know if you saw the movie Red Rocket. Yes, yeah, Susanna's son plays Chloe, and she's this. Um, she's one of the people that that the weekend has has pulled into his um, cult, and she sings the song "Family," and everybody kind of joins in, and and she's been like touring with the weekend and playing this song. It's like, I mean, there is interesting secondary aspects to the show but no um i wanted more moments where like each episode builds up to this awesome Mm -hmm. musical number and could just (laughs) basically be like filler for um a cool like music video experience but it doesn't you don't get enough moments like this They're all kind of that audio quality is is kind of um, secondary, but they all join in and sing together. And it's just like 
there are a few moments of um musical um exuberance and and artistic value in the in the show but it's just really unclear if the music is if they're even really trying to <laughs> be that good or they're making fun of it half the time especially jocelyn's yeah, music well because then i thought that like most i guess when going into the show i thought there'd be a lot more music in it so yeah yeah and the weekend like really put out an in. album based yeah. on this and like i don't know do you have any uh history with the weekend's music or like not really like i don't stuff? like um, I don't, I didn't mind it when he first came out, but then it got kind of annoying. So I don't really like the weekend that much. And I think the acting made me like him, dislike him even more. So <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know. Um, okay. Well, that's it. That's the app last time we'll ever talk about the idol Yay! on the podcast. <laughs> it's over and we can move on to the main course for yes. this week's episode. I always forget. I play the trailer and then you give your synopsis. No, synopsis first. Okay, do it. Carmi's back in the kitchen, but this yep. time he's going to start a new restaurant and replaces good old Chicago, the beef, with some upscale endeavor. But things don't always go as planned. And that's where we're at with the bear season two. The beef is the bear. The beef bear. <laughs> Opening a restaurant. Gotta go hard every day. Gotta control the zone. I still, I, I love the name. You don't remember the name. Of course I remember the name. We didn't even tell anybody you the name. You 100% told me the name. How could you remember the name? Your shirt says original birth. Yeah, it's a printing mistake. <laughs> Collector's item. Okay. Woo. Birth is the bear. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, this came out on Hulu June 22nd. All 10 episodes dropped, much to the chagrin of some that think it deserves, you know, a weekly release. And Both of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, and my most burning question for you um, <laughs> is uh, how much of the Bear season 2 have you watched? Take a guess. Oh man. Well, I know you got off to a slow start because you were rewatching season one and you were um, maybe going to watch most of it with with Isaac. So I'm going to guess four episodes. Ah, oh, that's a really good guess. I'm in the middle of the fourth episode. Okay. Yeah. So I'm almost done with the fourth one, but I think I have like 10, 12 minutes left or something. Yeah. So I... Um, okay. We're going to be really cognizant of spoilers i've talked to i mean for you like Thank you. regardless of, <laughs> of listeners um and everyone being at their own um point in their bear journey at uh, at this point i've been talking to people in my you know life periodically and it does seem like there's quite a range of people that binged it i think if you read the internet you assume everyone binged it day mm -hmm. one but real people um like yourself <laughs> Um, not like myself because I finished it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, are, are savoring it to some extent. I got to the end of episode eight and I thought that was the last one for some reason. I just thought mm -hmm. it wasn't, even though it doesn't really feel like a finale or a season finale, I was like, um, started listening to or reading things about it and almost spoiled myself because I thought Perfect. I was done. So, um, <laughs> I did want there. There is a, a kind of a milestone episode um, number six 
Okay. So in every episode, there's a couple like really important um, developments, of course, throughout mm-hmm. the season. It's not a show that you can really spoil that much, but we will definitely be able to give a couple more check-ins once you've once you've um, seen um, through episode six, and then once you've seen all of them, we'll we'll check in again. But and I wasn't trying to. So my plan was to watch one episode last night. Which mm-hmm. turned it into a three, and then I watched part of the fourth one today. So, like, so it's just ah. really easy to binge, but I don't want to, <laughs> but it's all out there. Um, but my plan was to watch, I was like, I'm gonna watch one tonight, max two, and then I watched three, and then I started, I was like, okay, I just need to <laughs> chill out. Okay. Well, so there, you're not even going any slower than me. You just didn't, you just waited yeah. two weeks to start it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, but, I did, I did like, and we're gonna just talk about, this boring behind the scenes viewing habit stuff because it's um it's a hard show to like really get to into the into the weeds and I feel like but mm-hmm. I think this is interesting. So yeah, I watched like um I watched it in like three or four different settings basically, yeah. which I felt like was reasonably parceling it out. <laughs> and um there is one episode that's longer than the others and that's a that kind of like a, yeah that's six <laughs> um <laughs> just a guess and that's basically its own like movie it, mm-hmm. it it feels like and um yeah it's it is a good show to savor but it's also such a i don't know like immersive experience that it's really hard to leave the kitchen or in this case you know the restaurant that's under construction yeah and take a take a step away because the characters can't do that either like they are completely mm-hmm. dedicated to this um very high stress lifestyle and and uh commitment and it's basically their coping mechanism for the other damaged um parts of their their psyche or you know trauma that they've been through and this restaurant's yeah. the only thing kind of like keeping them sane that's why I like the Marcus goes to Copenhagen episode, which is what I'm on because it's kind of a reprieve from yep. that chaos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's episode. That is episode four. That's another good kind of like um, milestone where mm-hmm. and a good um, jumping off point to talk about this season. You definitely get more episodes where it focuses on some of the ancillary characters, which is cool. Yep. Yeah. And Marcus is well. Well, I don't know if we're gonna do. Are we gonna do a choose your character? But I don't know. Um, yeah, we can for sure. Um, that'll be interesting. Uh, what did you think of, I mean, what are your highlights from jumping back in to, to the bear? Um, I mean, it's stressful as always. So like, that's <laughs> something you kind of just have to deal with, but I do, I'm excited to see what the restaurant turns into. Yeah. So like going through all the renovations and like, I like that his sister's involved now when she like once was like, didn't want to step foot in the restaurant after her brother died. Um, I like that she's in the picture, and I like um, what's that guy's name? His name I think his last name is Fack, like F A K. Yeah, Matthew guy. Matheson, Maddie yeah. Matheson. Yeah, I like that he calls her mom <laughs> or something like mother. Yeah, she, they like, all have like on her. They all have kind of like a familial, um, you know, nicknames, pet names for each other. Cousin isn't really their cousin; that's just like their their term of endearment for him Mm -hmm. but he's like part of their family and yeah everyone's just kind of familial with each other to a level where you can you can hurt 
<laughs> they yeah. they frequently yell and and hurt each other's feelings and have to do the the little like um it's okay sign language gesture which is really i'm cute. sorry yeah i'm sorry yeah yeah and i liked yeah. the i liked richie's monologue about purpose i thought that was good because he's just a tough character to like so sometimes he has moments where you're like okay all right <laughs> yeah this is a really important season for him without getting into any specifics like he's he's a big part of the the second half of of season two and when you go yeah when you go back to the beginning which is where you're at <laughs> um <laughs> like purpose comes comes out like throughout the whole the whole season that's an important um th- thematic beat throughout so yeah i mean this season is all about like the build up to opening the new restaurant are you enjoying kind of like the behind the scenes of the the launching of a restaurant versus like trying to just maintain a restaurant in the past one in the past season yeah i like that i do like the different approach and i like that everyone's getting like culinary skills so when they open it up they're not like replacing people they're just yeah. building upon like their desire to, cook, to be chefs which is cool yeah and there's like there's a lot of st- stress and and just every decision but also they're opening a restaurant in a really um th- it's unclear exactly w- where in the pandemic timeline they are yeah. setting this but they are it is restaurants are closing left and right because of that or just because of the high failure rate of restaurants like this anyway regardless of how good they are yep. so so there's that stress they're working with their um rich uncle or whatever he is jimmy jimmy yeah i think that's yes. their uncle so having to, to borrow more money in addition to all the money they found in the tomato cans which was borrowed <laughs> in the first place so right <laughs> they didn't really have any they have a equity based on the real estate um but that's pretty much the only positive asset they have um aside from the people <laughs> so yep but yeah it is it is really cool seeing all the the existing characters um one of the chefs like moving up to to uh well i don't know i i'm trying not to spoil anything i think that happens pretty <laughs> early um that they, prom- that they promote her yeah right yeah i mean i'm at the point where they send tina and ibrahim to culinary school and tina's right. super excited about it and ibrahim i think leaves and doesn't go to it or something i'm not sure what's happening to his character at the moment but i know he's not loving it the role of did they already have the moment where sydney like tells her though that she wants her to be sous chef yeah so he, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She, she does that first before she sends her off to school right that's like really that's pretty early and she gets season. so happy and she's like so yeah. smiley and it's the cutest moment i've ever seen so, exactly yeah yeah so that's that's beautiful and it's and yeah all the characters kind of like learning to be whatever version of themselves can <laughs> function in the in the stress of the kitchen. Um, what do you think of Carmi's character this year so far? Um, he's kind of a mess. I mean, he's always kind of a mess, but I yeah. think he's trying to work on it. But I'm worried, which I think obviously will come into a head probably in season or episode six, that Carmi and Sydney will um have some falling out because of partnerships and like something will happen and you know yeah he doesn't um, make decisions with her he makes them just like on his own and he's not really responsive and obviously that makes her 
question her judgment of opening a restaurant with him. So right, yeah the 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 tension and the stress and or the tension in these episodes between characters always comes from like a pretty genuine place versus a contrived place. It's like he's not um an asshole be or he's not just like doing bad things he's just like Mm -hmm. is a damaged person and gets yeah very self-absorbed and all the things that make him um a really good chef like an obsessive single myopic focus don't make him the best you know human being for for relationally always and you know but he's not like there's not this these big like contrived conflicts the conflicts come out of like rooted in how much the characters care about what they're trying to do which is just i don't know the the show is simultaneously like so um life affirming and at the same time like always on the brink of just (laughs) complete collapse it's a real (laughs) delicate balance (laughs) i mean do you find i mean obviously you were having trouble not watching more yeah. episodes but do you find it um stressful or, or are there any downsides to just kind of spending too much time with the show i mean it can be pretty negative there's like happy moments out of the 30 minutes but i don't know i keep putting more because i wanted to see like when it happened when the happiness happens you know you're like yeah. waiting for that moment of like oh it's okay <laughs> everything's gonna be fine <laughs> right um and it's not like when you're watching like platonic where I just like hate the main character. Um, I still really like Carmi. So it's like yeah. easy to watch him and he's a really good actor. And like Sydney's wonderful Marcus, obviously. And like the whole cast is really well-developed and you care about all the characters. So you want to watch them. Um, if not binge watch them. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> almost like the, you feel this protectiveness of them. It's like, obviously this is, all we keep hearing is how bad of an idea this is or how likely yeah. it is to fail and how um you know they're just on the brink of of collapse at any at any moment it's almost like they thrive from that mm-hmm. um that fear of of failure and and all the uh, people i don't know how many of the other like chefs you've met um in the first four episodes i know will polter the pastry Which chef. I was like, why does he look so familiar? And he's from Warther Miller's, where he's like the nerdiest kid ever. And then yeah. all of a sudden I was like, oh, he's like this hot chef. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, he's causing quite quite a stir on the internet. He was yeah, in I the bet. last Guardians movie. So he got like yeah. all bulked up and he was just like um painted in gold body paint for that oh, movie. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but his hair, his arms, like he is he is he's quite beautiful. the stud. Yeah. Right. And he's a and um, I didn't know he was British. So I was like, what is happening? <laughs> And he's quite the foodie. Like I keep seeing all these social media clips pop up where he's just really into um, fine dining and huh. cares about like promoting all different types of cultural uh, cultures, cuisines, hmm. and begged to be on the show because it's so like oh. important to him that like this type of dining culture exists or he just, you know, thinks it's really valuable. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I didn't, cause I had to look at him for a while and I was like, I've seen him recently. Cause I just watched for the Millers like a month ago. Right. So I was like, yeah, I totally he? forgot. Yeah. That is, that is one of the places he first popped up. Yep. yep. <laughs> We're going to transition from there. Same yeah. could be said to, of lip to some extent and season one lip and shameless probably wasn't 
the, the study know. is now? Yeah, I'd it? have to look because I feel like I remember him being a stud and shameless, but I think it took a while for it to. He was like a little doughy boy. I mean, like (laughs) to some extent, he was probably like 25. I don't don't know. Yeah. Um, Shameless has been on for 15 years. So like, I feel like he must have been kind of (laughs) young. Yeah. When it first started. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So anyway, yeah, there's there's I'm not going to say any of the names like there's a lot of it's been um, well publicized on by now. But there are some huge guest stars in, in season two and like. It's not not stunt casting, just kind of like random big names keep popping up because I think a lot of people had uh, strong relationships and affection for the show. And um, it seemed like they could get pretty much anyone they wanted for season two. Yeah. Yep. And even I know like you, you know, the traveling like he's in Copenhagen for the whole episode. I'm like, that wouldn't have happened in the first season, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Budget. More money. <laughs> um, budget has increased, it seems like. I'm curious, one of the, I don't know if this is a criticism of the show, but it's one of the things that might make the show less um, uh, approachable for people that have no experience with this kind of like level of dining. Like it does seem a little um, insane to put this amount of energy into um, um, like all the, the basically like theatrical performance of of a meal and like experiential dining where the food of course hopefully tastes incredible but it goes well beyond that it's of course expensive and and if the restaurant is doing well it needs to be like very difficult to even get a table so that they can have wait lists for months out um to sustain this high fine dining model like do you have any experience or interest in this kind of food culture in general um, not really. I think, I think plating a beautiful meal like they do and the different colors and like I can appreciate the art of it and how pretty yeah. it is. But then I think of it, I'm like, that's three bites, and that's probably right. like eighty dollars. Like I don't, I don't. It doesn't. I don't understand. But well, we spend really money on other stuff, going to going to shows, going on yeah. vacations. Go, I mean, it's not like it's weird that that or not weird, but like I, I think it's totally justifiable to, to mm-hmm. put those resources into food because it is something that is a basic human requirement. <laughs> right. And so I, I just was wondering, that, but it's like, I personally, aside from seeking out like um, really good sushi or certain mm-hmm. types of foods that I care about that are also pretty expensive. I've never been at a Michelin, a Michelin star level no. restaurant. No, that's never appealed to me. I mean, I just, I can appreciate it and I understand why people enjoy it and like it's a cool experience, but I'd rather spend my money on different types of experiences like, yeah, going to concerts or movies or whatever it is. Um, right. Um, but for a meal, it's been like $300. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just wondering, like, because if they were still making the best version of a Philly cheesesteak or whatever the beef was, yeah, um, a sandwich <laughs> versus making the best version of this which can only you know serve a certain number of people i don't know if that will turn anyone off like focusing on this very exclusive dining experience versus right something more approachable well that and they're in the same location so people are gonna come back and be like what the fuck is this yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) 
Like I used to get a sandwich for eight dollars, and now there's a meal for like whatever, a hundred bucks. You know, they do have a drive-through window or like a walk-up window. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, is that a spoiler? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a pretty afterthought. Um, but yeah, I feel like a, a drive-through for fine dining seems weird. So maybe there is it not a fine dining restaurant anymore? I don't know. They don't. They don't. Yeah, no non-spoilers there. It's just okay. they they sort of trying to address that but it's 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 pretty marginalized yeah <laughs> um well what do you what do you what else are you looking forward to for the rest of the season or what do you kind of want out of the rest of the season well i want i want carmy and that girl to date claire i don't know if that's gonna happen but i think it might has she shown up yet she's shown up in the grocery store and then called him when she was like did you be a fake number like i know all of your family which so, I was like, I like this. <laughs> I started at the end of, I think we've played the bear trailer six times because we've been <laughs> about to watch it. So I started at the end of the trailer and that was her voice at the, so it's in the trailer, obviously. And that's in the, mm-hmm. in the grocery store. So you saw like their meet cute, even though, yeah, they know each other from um, childhood. Back but, in the day. Yeah. yeah. So I want them to start okay. dating a little bit. So he has like more of an emotional connection. He's not so like hot headed, but he'll probably ruin that. Um, I want his like I want cousin to kind of like chill out a bit. I really just don't like his character very much, and I know he's like trying to be likable at certain points, but he's really hard for me to like understand and like want to sympathize with. Yep. So I'm hoping something will happen more so. You with didn't his character, like him like, like repairing will. the poster and just breaking everything and just being in the yeah. way and annoying just, all the time. <laughs> and he's just constantly yelling, and I'm like, it's just really frustrating to watch him. I mean, yep. he does a really good job at his character because I just am like, ugh, which you're supposed to feel like that. Um, so hopefully he'll calm down a bit and um, be more redeemable and enjoyable to watch. And then I want Marcus to keep being wonderful and yep. doing his desserts and like enjoying being a chef. And hopefully he's finding it worth it, like worth all the effort. So that's what I'm thinking. Ye- yeah, I think um, I didn't remember this from season one. And this is a complete, you know, like, um, minor detail I think at some point later in this season he says he's been cooking for like two years or one year or something like did he, yeah. he basically started in the first season yeah, yeah so it's been yeah a year and a half he was like yeah. at somewhere else and then he went to McDonald's and then from McDonald's he's like I really like the beef and so I started learning to cook there and then that was it <laughs> so. yeah so I mean it, compared to these other um, characters the ones mm-hmm. that have cooking experience um, not the not your your facts and your your cousins. Um, well, yeah. c- cousin has done <laughs> something presumably for twenty. He years, went to but, school some, yeah, but didn't graduate. Uh, yeah, but Marcus is totally at the beginning. Like even Sydney, who seems really young, she's been you know she already had her own catering business and she's she's really far on her journey already. Um, mm-hmm. And Carmi's already achieved basically some of the highest honors you can. So Marcus yeah. is the one who's. Or who's a, who's a rookie. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I won't say whether you're going to get any of those things or, or not. But <laughs> or all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see if there's anything else. I I took a note of. Um, I was I was noticing throughout the um, early episodes. Some of this might be now that I've moved into a new house and I'm sitting closer to my projector screen. <laughs> I'm noticing more close-ups in general, but are there a lot of extreme close-ups of like people's faces and like a lot of the conversations are like really tight on the characters' faces? 
in the first season or just you mean now or like you've just noticed it i i think in i think it was probably in both seasons i i think it's a like just a cinematic technique like especially yeah. if they have those monologues and carmy will be you know at a meeting or something but keep an eye out for it if you haven't okay. already noticed it i, I mean i like... noticed it with sydney a lot when she was doing like all the food taste testing in yeah. that one episode but um yeah i'll have to look i don't know i guess i haven't like been distracted by it if it's been more noticeable than usual i don't know yeah i'm just thinking on like a cinematic level or you know filmmaking um standpoint the the music the the like sound mix of all the kitchen noises some of the um the camera choices like i'm describing all contribute to the energy the frenetic chaotic Mm -hmm. energy of this show and um yeah it's 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 not just like a conventional feeling show um it yeah. does feel like there's some real artistry being put into the the filmmaking techniques and obviously the performances are awesome the writing is is really good mm-hmm. um the character just what you described the the like affection between characters it's hard to have this much conflict and still feel like everyone loves each other it's right it's, it's really hard to <laughs> hard they to all make some big off. mistakes and they're like i'm sorry and it's like it's fine you're like but like really this wouldn't be <laughs> constantly happening yeah. and yeah be okay yeah no but. one's like plotting i mean i guess what i was trying to to get at earlier is like game of thrones or something which no one's had any reason to compare the shows i'm sure but like <laughs> a show like that is about the like politics of of trying to gain power even succession like in this case they are all working to the same goal certainly aspects of people's you know um uh character flaws undermine those goals like richie that's why he's probably a frustrating character is because he's one of the more flawed and less apparently talented. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he is, is more of a distraction and, and the character that looms over the whole show, Mikey um, was perhaps the most unlikable and most flawed and, you know, had addiction issues and, you know, like um, probably torpedoed the potential of the beef. So, mm-hmm. you know, aside from, stealing the money and putting it aside and whatever he didn't he doesn't really get much credit for that so um so yeah it's like all the characters that we see on the show if 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 carmy's um lack of participation or partnership with sydney becomes a conflict it wasn't because he wanted to cut her out of the restaurant right. or you know nobody is like working on their own agenda here even jimmy um always goes out of his way it, it seems disingenuous when he's like mm-hmm. i want you to succeed i don't want you to fuck this up but i know you will um right. <laughs> i mean he's a dick but like i kind of actually believe that he does want them to succeed mm-hmm. i think so, so as well yeah um so yeah it's cool everyone's on the same team um it's just a, a dysfunctional team super dysfunctional <laughs> <at times>. yeah <laughs> uh anything else um can we choose our character oh yeah let's do it do you want to choose yours first? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I hadn't thought well, about it at all okay. going into this. So if you've already alluded to yours. Yeah. Um, and the I'll try to chef ch- himself is mine. 
Marcus. He's my favorite. He's the best. He was my favorite in season one. He's my favorite so far in season two. Yeah. And I mean, just his heart and gen- I mean, also, that's pretty. Does the season open with his mother stuff? Yeah. Yep. With his him putting lotion on his mom's hands. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the most striking things about season two was just the literal opening sequence, it, like as a totally different tone, like a somber um, um, rail railroad railway ride through Chicago. It does kind of reacclimate us to the city, but then it's in there in like a dark um, room with him and his mom, and it's <laughs> it's heavy stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Richie because uh, no, okay. actually. <laughs> That was quick. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> um, it's tough. Like, uh, uh, probably the most entertaining character is um, Fac, mm-hmm. and I, I'm gonna go with him because. Have you watched any of his YouTube cooking videos? No. Oh my gosh! Talk about a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> he is so entertaining as a YouTube chef personality. He he is oh. probably the most accomplished chef. Um, oh, aside from maybe that. some random guest appearances of any of the performers on the show, he he was barely an actor. But as soon as you see him hosting his cooking show, it's pretty obvious that he has <laughs> a lot of acting talent. But yeah, he's been um, pretty um, making a name for himself and just like has merchandise and has like his own little chef empire. Um, oh, interesting. Pre- I'll have to watch before, those. I'd... Before the show. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. Uh, I'm sure it's taken it to a whole nother level. Um, but it's kind of fun that he doesn't play a chef on the show. He's a handyman. <laughs> and, you know, um, we get glimpses into where he was at before the show and where he's going afterwards um, that, that you'll see his his development. But um, he's just talk about like the most genuine, sweet, earnest yeah. character that's never trying to undermine or you know interfere with any anyone like he spends the whole season trying to prepare for this fire suppression test <laughs> basically <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> um, and you know just managing the the absolute chaos of of them um remodeling the restaurant so he's yeah he's the literal kind of um structural support system of the show and it's it's cool to see where he comes from. He is not like Richie in the first season, but he's much more of an agent of just like chaotic energy in the first <laughs> season. And this season, mm-hmm. he's almost like stabilizing force. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see how he develops throughout the next six episodes. Yeah, yeah, he's a great character. I didn't know anything about his cooking, so I'll have to, I'll have to, yeah, watch a couple of videos. Oh yeah, and it's like the uh, absolute opposite of like the type of. Um, cooking energy that they have from uh, the front of like the pre his presentational style compared to a fine dining restaurant as you can imagine (laughs) is just he's just cursing and um making hamburgers and steaks and going nuts and like uh (laughs) acting like he's on acid the, the, the whole time i mean he is so charismatic and um not annoying somehow with that level of energy so cool. yeah, fact. I have to go to fact Matthew Matheson. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right. Um, that is it for now for us discussing the bear. I can't wait. Do we to... want more? 
Oh, it's <laughs> pretty easy. <laughs> <Duh>. um, <laughs> well, what, what's what's your plan? I mean, I think I, I think I know you want more, but how are you gonna? Well, I'm probably gonna watch. Out? I'm probably gonna do similar to you because it's really hard just to watch one episode. If they were an hour and a half, it'd be really tough for me to watch multiple. But I can watch yeah. like three probably. So I might be close to finish next time we talk about it. Yeah, you'll pre- you'll be past you'll be past the episode six. Huh. Yeah, I would imagine. So I can't wait to hear about that. Um, do you anticipate wanting more than just a season two? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Um, I don't know really. I uh, I haven't spent a lot of time like maybe the creators have mapping out, you mm-hmm. know, future season arcs. But there's definitely no reason they need to. <laughs> yeah. We're not at the we're in the sweet spot of of the bear not nearly and it's like golden golden years where it needs to kind of go out on a high note there's plenty more meat on the bone perfect yeah i'm excited um so each week when we watch a tv show or sometimes occasionally a movie we take something from that and include it in our new release gift shop to sell yep um so far we have a bikini and a vial from the idol from that smallest bathing suit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We have a charm bracelet from Platonic, um, a tracker from Black Mirror, and some edible oh, edible wine glass that does not hurt you from Evil Dead Rise. Um, reviews are mixed on how much it makes your gums bleed, but yeah. Okay, cool. We're still we're still we're still working it. on it. Yeah. yeah. So, what from the bear should we? <laughs> I mean, uh, food is one uh option new release uh, cookbook custom i think we did that i don't know what for but maybe custom utensils that's pretty lame yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we should lean into we shouldn't try to compete with the bear fine dining experience so um i don't know what's kind of like a food accessory that that you would find useful a food accessory? Well, like yeah, food related accessory like fun sh- like uh, twisty straws, um mm. something you use in the kitchen. Oh, what about a knife but on one side it's sharp and serrated and the other side it's like a butter knife. Okay, so um so you can put butter on your biscuit but then you can cut up your steak with it. Yeah, so a nork. A, no, a dual sided <laughs> a dual sided knife. A dork. A dory. A let's see. Derive. I don't know. The knife. The knife. Perfect. A dual sided <laughs> knife. A knife. The D is not silent. <laughs> it's extra. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan of sporks, so that's why I was trying to think of a a, a mashup name for it but the knife <laughs> the knife has a great ring to it it rolls off the so, tongue perfect yep. get your cool. knives any day now <laughs> now we have a tough decision to make because our um streaming menus are coming up pretty pretty barren for the month of july feel free to um track us down in person and make recommendations if <laughs> if if you have ideas um what what do you think we should watch next week ashley um i made a big list but nothing's yeah. obvious 
I think Run Rabbit Run would be cool, even though it already came out. It's a little mm-hmm. past. A little horror. Is it a is it a series or is it a movie? A series, right? It's no, it's a movie. Um, oh. Hmm. Yeah, it stars um Shiv from Succession, Sarah Snook. Um, okay. And it's Dang. yeah, it's like a child horror movie or a horror movie with a creepy kid. Well, I wanted to watch like a series, so maybe not that one. Yeah. Well, there's the comedy horror of the comedy horror, the horror of Dolores Roach. Oh, it's a comedy horror? Yeah. Yeah. People were comparing it to like Sweeney Todd with empanadas. Or I've... Serial Mom. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I um, like. I like that kind of. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I'd be Why don't you watch, watch the trailer for that and the trailer um, okay. for uh, the new Sean White um snowboarding movie um okay. i don't know if there'll be much to to discuss there because well you're a snowboarder i forgot yeah i mean not for i'm not i wouldn't classify myself as a snowboarder but i've snowboarded I multiple mean, times you're not sean white level yeah accolades but i'm sure the yeah potential is there i have boarded the snow yeah yeah um so yeah one of those would would be good we could just talk about like the format of a sports doc there was the tony hawk one derek and i did um like two years ago that was nice on the podcast i can't remember what that was called but this is sean white the last run very similar Mm -hmm. tony hawk was trying to do one more 900 and sean white's um gearing up for the, his final Olympics, which we already know the outcome of, of course. But yep. um, sports documentaries are always very compelling. Um, Have you watched Arnold? No, that's a series. Yeah, it's four <laughs> episodes. I watched the first one. It's really good. Oh, okay. Um, or it's three episodes. And each episode is broken down by like, the first one's him as an athlete, then it's him as an actor, and then it's him as like the politician kind of side. Hmm. So. I did watch Terminator and Terminator 2. <laughs> well you already have the actor part then i guess yep. um okay so we'll we'll um decide between now and then but those are some options and then we got some interesting stuff coming up for the rest of the month um including a beanie baby movie that we've all been dying for is it animated no it's like another movie like uh, i watched blackberry recently there was tetris there was another oh, one okay. where it's like the rise of these tech companies or not tech companies, but in this case, like, um, you know, viral consumer products air and air. Yeah. That's the other one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very much okay. in that recent trend of movies. We could decide if we want more movies based on um, <laughs> stuffed animals. There should be one on such Furbies. as Barbie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you see it? Uh, July twenty first is, is when it comes oh, okay. out. I'll be seeing that for sure. But okay, but yeah, okay. Um, I think that's pretty much it for this week. If you want to find out what we're watching next week and all summer long, I promise there'll be some good stuff. Then you can search "new release podcast" on Apple or Spotify or any other podcast platform. Ashley, that's a wrap. Sandra. <laughs> Bye. Later.